Do we start over? <laughs> yeah. Let's start over. I'm so sorry. No, not at all, man. No, I got the whole afternoon. We can do this three oh, times. Oh, my God. So let's actually tell everybody, let's tell everybody what happened. Hey everybody, my name is Alex. Hey, Alex McNagle, how you doing, buddy? So me and We're Alex, back. me and Alex have just been talking for, I don't even know, for 20 minutes and yeah. uh, realized that uh, I forgot to hit record on the Zoom, so we are starting. I think you hit record, I think Zoom might have unrecorded. <laughs> so We're, we're starting all over, how you doing, Zach? Uh, Zach, Good. I call you Zach. how you doing, Alex, how are you, man? I, I take Zach, Tyler, Steven, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. Good. How's it? How's but yeah, it? So we to recap what we were just talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm currently in New Jersey yeah. and I'm at home with my parents and, uh, and yeah, it's been fun. And, uh, um, yeah, man, yeah. So I've been playing, we, we play piano or we dabble, you know, we played it maybe more at certain parts in our lives. And but yeah, I'm trying to get it back right now. I'm taking lessons and, uh, learning how to play some Studio Ghibli music, like some, some theme songs and stuff at the moment. Yeah, so uh, Alex is currently in New Jersey with his parents. He's, he got stuck there because of uh, COVID. He was uh, came out here for a bit and couldn't end up... Uh, you, you came out here because you were going to start shooting on season two of The Society. Yes, yeah. Back in March, I came back home because uh, we were set to shoot first week of April in Massachusetts for season two of The Society. And then, uh, yeah, and then lockdown and quarantine happened. And so I've been here ever since, so... Cool, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about uh, where you grew up. So you, you also grew up in – that is your childhood home right there that you are in? This is. This is. Yeah. College glory. I got my Power Rangers poster. Is that, your actual, is that your actual bedroom? It's exactly the same? That, yeah, this is it. That's my actual bed. Well, look at this, this guys. We got a special look into his childhood. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. TV. I got uh, – Let's see, I got I got Shaquille O'Neal back when he was at LSU, <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man, this is it. This is uh, yeah, it's 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 funny being back, man. It was um, it's 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 cool, but also uh, yeah, it's no, it's just been great, man. It's like I've, I've we've been decluttering and we got a dumpster and we just uh, we ended up tossing a bunch of old raggedy stuff that was just needed to be thrown out and and then got a bunch of stuff ready to donate whenever things open back up fully and. Um, yeah, it's been good, man. It's been really interesting kind of being back and, you know, living with my folks and, uh, but yeah, but, but we were also talking about New York and, uh, yeah, how I like, uh, you know, we actually were living in a very similar place over in Greenpoint. We were over there and, um, yeah, it's beautiful, man. And I miss it. And I was actually planning on going there again after we finished season two, but, um, but we'll see. Who knows? I've also been toying with the idea of trying out like Toronto or, or Vancouver or something, you know, that's what I'm that's where I grew up. I grew up in Vancouver. You, you grew up in Toronto? No, oh, Vancouver. Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver yeah. sorry. Yeah, 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 Vancouver. Yeah, Van City. I love Toronto, though. Toronto's super nice. Yeah, Van City's cool. I, uh, I Actually, I have an agent out in Vancouver, so I audition for a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, they shoot so much stuff out there, man. That's yeah. like that's part of my, like, the other positive of uh, moving out there is what I'm thinking. It's like it's a new market and... I just love being in a new city and, and like going down streets that I've never seen before in my life. And like every time you turn a corner, it's like that's the first time you're ever seeing it. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. And yeah, I've been to Kelowna. I've only been to the airport in Vancouver, but I've been out to Kelowna and, and BC and it's beautiful out there. So. Kelowna, super nice. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of little cities around there. There's a Soyuz, Penticton and in the summers. I've been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Penticton's yeah. really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, what is it was a Kamloops. Kamloops, yeah, it's yeah. like, they call, it's like the Okanagan. They call it over there, and the, in the summer times yeah. when we were growing up, we go and like a bunch of us, we'd rent uh, like a house, and then we go and just party the whole week party. or whatever. It was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake Okanagan, man, it's gorgeous. Yeah, Beautiful. it's really nice over yeah. there. So now you're, so now you're back over the year. You're stuck over here, but you are you. You're going back to uh, Boston uh, to shoot once everything opens up. We were talking about when mm -hmm. you thought things were going to open up because so many people have been asking if uh, anybody yeah. has any idea about a time frame. I think you're yeah. the best person to ask if, if anybody. What do you what do you think? And do you think anything's going to well, happen soon with? Uh... Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked because I am an expert <laughs> on the industry. So 
No, I think, uh, like we were saying, I think um, until there's, you know, efficient, consistent, uh, you know, testing of ready, readily available, I think that's when things will really start opening up. But like we were saying, I think New Zealand is actually pretty COVID-free, and I think that they're going to go back to work pretty soon and they're going to start shooting. Um, but as far as New York and L.A. and the other big cities, yeah, I mean, like, like I had heard rumors about late August, but, um, but, but, but also, again, this is, I think it's all just very hopeful, and, and this has kind of been a recurring thing. Is like Everyone's like, all right, I think it's going to clear up. I think it's clearing up. And then all of a sudden America goes back into like the hot zones and the spikes. And then everyone's like, well, we can't, um, even if people are asymptomatic, which is unfortunate because, uh, I know like, I like, I mean, yeah, it's just until, until there's the testing in place where it'll just meet the whole union guidelines and everybody will feel more comfortable and safe. I don't think it'll open up again. So, so that happens. So I'm thinking I'm being hopeful and thinking, you know, September maybe, Mm -hmm. Cool. But that's just also being hopeful. Yeah. So. Well, I wanted to go back and talk about. Uh, uh, it was interesting. You said you uh, got into acting a little bit late. Um, you went. Oh, yeah, to... we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels many moons ago. It feels like, uh, you know, like yeah, we were kids. But you were uh, you. So you went to school for something else. You wanted to be a teacher, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to school, started elementary education, and then I, I shadowed a teacher um, and realized that uh, I, didn't, I didn't have the patience or the, um, just the decency of a, of a human to deal with kids every day and not bring in my own personal bullshit and, like, you know, be there to support them every day. And, um, yeah, so, like, I, I just kind of changed my major to sport management, which was something I was more familiar with growing up was just sports and athletics and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, and then halfway through, uh, I guess sophomore year, um, I was basically failing out. I was getting really bad grades and I was just not going to class, not going to, you know, not doing any homework, um, and just kind of hanging out and partying. And then I kind of realized I was like, well, why am I accumulating all this debt if I don't like, 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 like I'm going to get a job that I don't give a shit about that. I'm just going to like hate basically that I'm going to be like going through Monday through Friday, looking forward to those two days of the week. And like, can't wait till the weekend. And then once Monday comes around, like, oh, here we go, Monday. Uh, I was like, that's that sounds like a. It just sounds like a win to me. It, it felt like I was, you know, I wanted to be in a career that I was like excited about, that I really like looked forward to, that I was just that there was no such thing as like a weekend or a week. You know what I mean? That it all kind of blended together, and it was all just, um, you know, just just keeping me excited to to be alive. You know, and uh, so, so yes, yeah, so I, I thought about sports and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do like try to get into like, per, like just athletics, professional sports. And that was a quick, you know, no, cause I'm six foot one and skinny and just don't have the commitment or the discipline. So that was, that was a quick no. And then, um, and then, yeah, at the time I was, uh, I was, I was basically, um, I had an elective open and a friend recommended that I take an acting class, like just for fun, like a beginner fundamentals of acting. And, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Cause you know, I used to make student films in high school with some friends, uh, instead of doing book reports. So, you know, like my English teacher, she would let me and some friends, uh, you know, for whatever book we were reading, we did the one on Grendel, I think was one was a big one. And, um, in like, uh, Voltaire and like, oh, like we reading some funny stuff, but, uh, but I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that for fun. And that was the only class, like the only class other than maybe disc golf, which was also an elective, obviously, uh, that I would like look forward to, that I was excited to go, that I would work on outside of the classroom um, and that I really paid attention and, and loved. And so, um, yeah, so then I, then I decided that, uh, that I was going to audition for the theater program. And if I got in, I would completely full on change my major and, and buckle down and focus and, and however long it took, I would, I would just, you know, would just work hard. And, uh, yeah. And also, I mean, this is a very, is this very PG? Is this kind of like, uh, just say can, whatever? You can say whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so also not, not to say that I wouldn't have come to this realization without it, but this also happened. This basically happened over, um, a night where I was tripping on mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, I was just, my mind was just like, I was like at this like place in my life where, um, you know, it was my first time doing shrooms and, and 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 I was like, I kind of just it was, it was nuts. A lot of a lot of like crazy stuff happened, but uh, but like, but all you know for the best, obviously. And uh, and yeah, I man, I just it was like I had this like you know realization, this moment where I was just kind of like where I wanted to be, like I, I should get a job or a career and something that I love, 
like whether or not I make money is, is regardless. Cause I won't care if I'm making money, if I'm happy, you know? Um, and also like just something that I look forward to every day would, would just, that's satisfying to me, you know? And, and, and it doesn't feel like it's true, man. I mean, like people always told me growing up, it was like, you know, find something you enjoy, find something you love and you never work a day in your life. You know, like it's hard. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really made all the difference and it's true. And it's also never too late. I mean, I know so many people that, uh, shy away from, you know, pursuing a dream or pursuing something because they're like, ah, it's too late. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. And it's like, you have no, like, there's no, like, why not? You yeah. know what I mean? There's no, it's like, it's like, it's like, you have nothing to lose, you right, know? Right. What's stopping well, Some you? people are like, so, well, some people, I guess like, oh, well, I have my benefits that I, that I have or my hard intention or whatever. It's like, or I have these things. And in my mind, it's like, like, I don't know. You can't take it with you. You know what I mean? Like you can't take anything with you. So it's like, why? I don't know. Like for me, it's just kind of like, you know, do whatever makes you happy right now, like for the future, as long as it's not screwing anybody else over and, uh, and just have fun. And cause like life, life is so short, man. And it's like, Oh, I saved up all this money. That's the other thing too, is like speaking of Patsy. So Patsy said this, this thing that, that really kind of like, like, like took me back for a moment, but she oh, was like, we, I we believe... were speaking about Patsy Rodenberg before we found out that. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We, about, yeah, Patsy we, we found out that we were both <laughs> trained with Patsy Rodenberg. And so he was telling us to yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Patsy, no, Patsy's awesome, man. And, and that was part of the reason why I moved to New York last year also was because I wanted to study with Patsy. Um, I wanted to train with Joan later, who's this amazing voice uh, singing coach. Um, via my friend Eric Lieberman, <laughs> who's, who's a great father. Yeah. Thought you got to repeat all the things that he said. But not really that, just awesome human, and, and he hooked me up and, and introduced me to Joan. And um, my goal was to, to try to get on stage in New York last year, or to like at least be around it. Um, so I was going to see a bunch of plays, as many as I could, and and all the you know the ones that people were recommending, and and studying with the, you know these living legends like Patsy and, and Joan, and then Larry Moss, who you trained with, and like. He's been on my list, and I and I'm super like fortunate to to be able to to hopefully get in with him uh, this next year. But um, you know, but yeah, I, I but I've like listened to his stuff and and you know read his books and everything. And um, but yeah, but so going back to what Patsy said, so Patsy was like, she's basically she doesn't believe in inherited wealth. She thinks that every generation should basically like to even the playing field, so to speak, and to kind of create this um this kind of group you know consciousness or, or mentality where it's like you know like we're all you know like you know we're all on our own journey but also no one's starting you know the other people um and to kind of keep that uh you know work ethic i guess to an extent you know because there's a lot of people that if you don't have to work ever in your life chances are i mean it's very few i feel like the people that are out there that are actually have all this inherited wealth that are hard working and, and and ethical and all these things so yeah so and i kind of agree with her i mean like it's like when i die all my savings and everything it, or whatever it's like i don't know it's like i don't know what I, I would i would almost rather have that go into you know just the overall community or education or, or like to fund you know um health benefits or, or just something you know what i mean it's kind yeah. of like i i, I can't take it with me and yeah. it's like, of course, I want my offspring to have a better opportunity. Of course, I want to have my loved ones or friends that were close to me. I want them to be more comfortable. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, it's, it's for me, it's like, not to say that, like, I don't believe in savings. It's like, yeah, of course, like, you know, having money is, is obviously is huge in a capitalist society. It's like, it's, it's very uh, freeing and, and empowering, but it's like when I'm gone, it's the same thing with my organs, man. Like I'm an organ donor. Like I don't need yeah. them when I die. You know what I mean? Like, get, I, like give it away. Like the money, it's like money comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I agree with Patsy with that is, is um, I just think it would, it would create more decent humans overall. I think it would create people with more empathy and more, um, just more awareness and understanding that, that, you know, that, 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 that it's that, you know, that hard work is, is good. And, and, um, and also just being understanding of each other and patient with each other. And, you know, I just, I just think it would just create a higher level of, of, of respect for one another in our society if there was no inherited wealth. Yeah. So society yeah. is funny. You said society. Let's, let's use that. Yeah. <laughs> so away. did you, Okay, so wait, hold on. You, you, so you finished, let's say you, you, you finished grad school. 
right? Regular undergrad. Well, just like, yeah, yeah, undergrad, gotta, sorry, yeah. So you finished undergrad, and then what was the first? Um, yeah. What did yeah, you do? Yeah. At, what did you do after that? Did you go after out that, and, you, and try to get an agent? Did you go train more? What was your process right after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also that is reminding me that we talked about um, the business aspect a little bit. How in school it's not really talked about a lot, mm-hmm. except for when you you know certain schools like where you went. Um, they would bring in guest speakers in the industry and they would talk about it. We didn't really have that in my school at the sales. They might have it nowadays, but um, but it was kind of early on. And what we did have was this uh, great manager, um, Kyle Luker. He's a sales alum, but he, but he at the time, he was like, we need a showcase. You know, we need something for the kids to, you know, to connect them with the industry to kind of, to kind of build a bridge there. And Kyle had been working uh, as a manager and, so basically he, he started the, the very first showcase uh, was my senior year. Um, and he brought in a couple great casting directors and agents and stuff and, um, and managers and everything to, to, to for us to perform in front of. And um, that was over at uh, Playwrights Horizons, which is an awesome little spot. You, you like, you know, like we were talking about going to see shows. You ever seen a show over there? Yeah. You, you've seen. Which one? That? Playwrights Horizons. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Playwrights Horizons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, great little stage. But um, but anyway, but uh, so yeah, so after so my senior year, we had the opportunity to do a showcase. So I did a showcase, and then I had a couple meetings with um, a couple agents and uh, and I think like a casting director. Yeah, yeah. No, I had an audition. I had an audition for the GI Joe movie, and this is back in like 2011. So this is like one of the first ones, and I just remember like pretending to shoot a gun and like, you know, doing this whole thing. There was like a 21 gun salute looking back. Like it, it just had to have been awful, man. And like, um, and, and, I, and I look, I mean, I'm 30 now, but I, you know, like when I shave, I look still pretty young. I look like, you know, high school, college age. So imagine how young I looked at like when I was like 21 and I'm auditioning to play like a GI. Yeah. And like, you know, this big soldier guy, I just remember doing it and like, Fortunately, Alexa Fogel, she like re like recorrected me very early on in it, and like, and I ended up you know being happy with my work and everything. Didn't get a callback, didn't get any of that, obviously. But at the time, rejection fucking is rejection, you know. Right. And when right. and when like um and I don't think I mean it's not not to harp on rejection and negativity and stuff, but that's something that really um it should be at least brought to attention and awareness, you know, for 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 people that are going into this business or people that are in school and and graduating soon because rejection is like 90% of it, you know, just statistically, it's just yeah. like, just straight up. And so, so, you know, you, you, it's just, and it's not even about like, have you, you, found, know, how, like, have you found that to be true for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really? I just do it like, like, like numbers wise. Yeah, it's numbers like, wise. It's, it's a, Oh yeah. Huge. It's like, it's like if I, cause like I consider myself like, it's like, yeah, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I get to work all the time, so to speak, you know, and, and like, you know, I, I, I talk to other people or friends and I see other people and then, and it's like, wow, like I'm actually, working a lot compared to this person or what the difference is and and there's many different layers whether it's like you know opportunity or their work schedule say they have a job that they don't that they just they're just like say i'm putting like 80 percent of my time towards the acting industry and 20 percent towards my other employment or something but they're maybe putting 70 to 80 percent towards their other employment and 20 percent of the acting stuff it, it's all different right for everybody mm-hmm. but um but if i were to like to write all the numbers down it'd be really interesting because i I, I would bet even being optimistic, I would, I would say there's no way that I book like probably like less than 30% of the time. You know what wow. I mean? It's like, like, honestly, like numbers wise, yeah. it's like, I, I've probably had, you know, over, I don't know, probably over like 500 auditions if I'm being like realistic from everything from student films, like when I just started right. to, you know, studio features and stuff. And and like if I and like if I think about all the stuff I've worked, like I can think about every single thing I've ever worked on, and it's probably less than fifty things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like the numbers wise, it, it's probably it's like just part of it. And half the time, as, as you know, half the time it's not even about the actor. It's not even about what you're doing in the performance. It's like they go with somebody else that has a different look, or they go with somebody that just for some reason they they you know they they all of a sudden they change the type that they want in the room or in or in the thing because they see somebody that does something that they're like that's it and it was nothing like the breakdown it was nothing like maybe me or you fit originally Mm -hmm. so um so the rejection part is like again not to harp on it but like that's just something that should be understood 
and and it also needs to get experienced you know it's like it's like we like as, like you can tell somebody all day long it's like you know 90 percent of this game is like going to be no and rejection but until you actually get there get the no or get that like feeling of like like you know like vulnerability and like i, I put my heart out on the fucking floor and like they didn't even give me a call back or, or like i didn't even hear back at all no feedback no nothing yeah. um yeah it's like it's like it's it's just like being rejected in like dating all the time it's like you know and it's and it's funny because now happens in my in my first i get you know these like rejected and stuff i'm just like oh like this is like i need to build up this like this muscle that i that i have when i have my acting phase so yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. you know i need to do this in my real life too i yeah. need to not let it bother me so much when somebody else doesn't want to be with it. it's like oh it's, it's okay let it go you it know you gotta bothers, let it go it still bothers me of course, especially, the shit especially when yeah. I know like that, like, I'm just like, man, I gave so much to that tape or like, cause yeah. now there's a lot of self tapes on. Sometimes it's like, even, even my agent will look at it they'll be like, this is, I think you might, this might be. And then it's yeah. like, no. And you're like, yeah. what? And it can be anything, man. It yeah. can be like, they got another tape right before you. that just kind of like totally like took them in this other direction. Sometimes you're the tape where it's like, where you're like the gold standard and then they go with that. But it's just, there's so many factors and it's just, um, it's, so it can be really disheartening. And I get that, like for like, that's why I think this business can kind of like just grind people down. And, um, cause it's like, you know, it's like you're, we're putting it all out on, on a regular basis and only, you know, a percentage of that return back, you know, it's like, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, on people, but um, yeah, no, I think a lot of people give up before, that's why I think why, that's yeah. why the I think I don't know I, I could be wrong but I, I think it might be why the percentage is so low you know I think so many people they try they try they try and they'll be in like 10 years and they're like and they might be like it might be the next part or whatever the next thing or whatever but then they're just like you know I've already given 10 and it's understandable you know yeah, you give 10 totally. years of your life to something and if it's not working out it's like how much more am I going to yeah. give you know right. so yeah and if your heart's not in it your heart's not in it like like, like that's like no, the biggest thing I think um and especially with this pandemic like happening, like I think it's been opening up everybody's mind from all different industries and career paths. Like it's like, well, do I really love what I do? And like, and, yeah. and is it actually, is it actually like beneficial to me and to society with what I do? And I think a lot of people are, are kind of questioning it and being like, man, this isn't worth it. Like the grind is like not worth the, uh, the, the like what I'm getting from it, you know? And, um, and I know a lot of friends that are actors and like, like literally man, like, uh, like a, like a close friend yesterday was kind of like, you know, was in a, we were in a group text with some friends and he was just like, Hey guys, like, I just want to like reach out and open up. Like, I, like I'm kind of considering stepping away from acting and, and, and like, we're all just kind of like, we totally understand, you know? Cause it's like, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, incredible, um, art and an incredible career if you enjoy it. Right. right. But if you don't, but if you don't enjoy it, it's just like any other career then it'd be, it's like, it's all, it's like, it's you know you got to find something that, that that is inspiring and that that keeps you fulfilled and just excited and 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 if acting ever was isn't like that for me I, i'm gonna not do it you know what i mean right. it's like it's just yeah and so so i think this time is really interesting for a lot of people and and especially it's bringing up just this this over anal, analyzing of, of every aspect i guess of life in a lot of ways for for people and um and when it comes to the acting thing it's like i think a lot of people especially my but I think he's seeing all the, the bullshit sides of the business and the bullshit vanity and the ego with like social media and, and keeping up appearances and, and having to be the face of the project. You know what I mean? So, so he might even hop up behind the camera and he might, he might go back to film school and try to get, you know, into directing and stuff, stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's so many different layers to it. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, when you do do a great self-tape, like, you're, like, you're talking about, like, when you really feel it, and you're, like, you're into it, and it was, like, man, like, sometimes that's enough to keep going, it's, like, it's, like, yeah, that's almost definitely. enough for me a lot of times, like, it's, like, it's, like, I'm, like, you know what, if they say no, or if they don't want me for that, I, I did everything I could, and I'm happy with it, and I know that it's not because of my performance, it's because, you know, somebody else is just more what they're looking for. Yeah, and, I, and I and I and that's what I have to bring to my dating life, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I have to, like, learn to, like, let go, and to be, like, look, it's got to be there's must be somebody else that they just you know feel more yeah. towards and I can't control that yeah. and that's fine yeah yeah it's funny you said because I, I was talking to somebody and I always said to them as I think as uh, not just as actors but as, actors, as but all artists as we are progressing through paying our dues or whatever it is I think mm -hmm. what keeps me going 
what keeps uh, a lot of my friends going is during the time that we're that things are going on every once in a while a little bit of encouragement comes through and you ride yeah. that you ride that wave like i'll put up a scene and it'll be awesome and larry's and then yeah. it's like and then I, everyone's like dude that fucking scene was amazing this this and i'm just like fucking right man i can do this you know what i mean i'm like i'm like i, I you know I, I do deserve to be here or whatever it is and, and and literally i will ride that wave for the next six months you know, until I book something and then that'll keep me, you know, every time I book something, I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, good, good, good. Because then it's like yeah. more encouragement or more time to, uh, and, and I get to work, you know, which I, which you love yeah. to do. Um, yeah. So yeah. Dude, I, it's I, like, it's, yeah, it's compliments and, and encouragement is like, like, I don't know what the statistics are, if they've even broken it down to a complete science, but it's like, True, man like one positive comment almost like has the strength of like 10 negative comments or something you know what yeah, i mean it's like sure. it's true and and when you find yeah and when you find good coaches that are constructive with their criticism or their analyzation and and but when at the same time they're also encouraging and, and give you that kind of room for growth that, that you know like that, that a lot of times we as an individual necessarily aren't maybe aware of or can see because we're so focused on like you know, like I'm analyzing, like, and critiquing everything that I do in my scene or whatever, or like if I'm watching myself on tape, you know, versus somebody else coming in from that unbiased approach and being able to like point out the good things every now and then, you know, right. uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's huge, man. It's invaluable. And it's, and it's funny because it, it does like time is a funny thing, man. Like, it's just so funny. It's like, like 10 years can almost feel like, you know, 10 weeks or, you know, or vice versa. 10 weeks can feel like 10 freaking years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so at the end of the day, it's just it's just moment to moment, day to day. Like you know, do I enjoy this? Am I happy? Okay, let's give it another do go. It. Yeah, where, where where did maybe you... I'll, maybe I'll from it and then by stepping away. Yeah, with that. No, I was gonna ask where did your career take a turn? Like where did it go and then start to go really really well? Was it early? Was it uh, uh, was it very soon after you left school, or was it like years after you? No. Left yeah yeah okay no so yeah good yeah like I, honestly okay so going back to when i had that gi joe audition that i that i bombed uh afterwards i, I met with a couple of uh, agents and, and managers and uh i was like under the impression i was like i need to i need to i need to impress them i need to like I, like whatever they want i'm here to give so like they were like you know I, I wasn't living in new york at the time i was living back home in new jersey but they were like oh do you live here in new york and i was just like Oh, like yeah, like I'm I'm ready to move whenever you know what I mean. Like I'll, I'll get on that, you know, I'll get on that apartment hunt right right away. Just let me know when. You just tell me. And um, and it's actually people are more looking for, you know, sincerity and authenticity. And and it literally like there's so many parallels to dating. Like like with the industry, and because it is, it's it's a, it's just it's stories and humanity and relationship, right? That's like all all these things. And um. I, so, so right after I graduated, after that showcase, I had a couple meetings and I was like, this is easy. I was like, this is cake. I have an audition already for a freaking studio <laughs> film. I have meetings with agents. Like, this is great. It's, you know what I mean? This is going to be easy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And like, like life is going to be good. So for three months, I moved to a friend's couch, uh, in like Northern Jersey, like right on the river, um, in West New York, New Jersey. And, uh, and I would just, I, I remember I wrote down every single casting director and like a little binder. And I, and I, and I made up, I, I, I ordered like headshots and I ordered these postcards and like business cards and I filled out, I got these manila, manila envelopes and I put like a cover letter in and I, I literally filled out all these things and I was going to go drop them off to all these different, um, casting directors offices. And I ended up doing it to like a handful of them and I didn't hear anything back from like, you know, five or six of them. And I just like, I took that rejection kind of personally, yeah not kind of, I took that very personally. And I almost was like, oh, I don't know. What am I doing? Am I like, and then I was, and I started questioning myself and I was like, like, you know, I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm a fraud. I was like, I don't deserve to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I'm, I'm terrible. Like all these things. And like, so I, so every day I would like, I would try to make myself more marketable. So to me, that was like, I was going to work out every day. So I would work out in my friend's living room. They would go off to work. I'd work out. I'd recite a monologue or, or, or two or a sonnet and stuff like that. And like, then I would feel kind of like accomplished. Right. And then that was it. And then I'd like, you know, and then I'd kind of relax and stuff and I'd wait for the phone to ring, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I went on backstage, I made a profile thinking that producers and, and people that are kind of casting these projects go on there and they search for people and pick people that look like them and send them to the submission. I didn't know I was the one that had to submit myself, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is stuff that would have been great to learn and to know. Yeah. Um, 
And then so uh, and then so I remember this is this is like ridiculous. And I look back and I crack up thinking about it. Kyle Luker, who I was telling you about the alumni uh, who manager and friend. And um, he, I met with him. He was like uh, he was telling me he's like, look, man, it's, it's tough. You know, just keep at it. Keep you know, keep staying. You know, like on point and keep your craft up and and just keep trying to keep focusing. And then he was like, oh man, he's like do you have a job right now? And I was like, I was like, Oh no, not really. I'm just kind of living on my buddy's on my buddy's couch and kind of commuting into the city and getting a feel for New York and everything. And he was like, my buddy's opening up a bar, um, like lower East side or something like that or in Manhattan. And he's like, he's like, I probably get you a job bar backing, you know, like or busting tables and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And then I, and then this is what I said. I was, I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, thanks man. But like, I'm just going to act. I'm just, I'm an actor. I don't want to bartend. I was like, I'm just going to be an actor. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, like, all right. Like, you know, and then sure enough, a month or two later i was back home in new jersey on my parents like living in my childhood room mm-hmm. like because dude that's like something that you don't learn necessarily until you're actually on the ground doing it like yeah. the 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 first year you know so you're you're asking about where i saw my career take a turn so so i went back and i lived at home for about a year on like you know basically just working at my local bar here in home in my hometown saving up money um, and just kind of like, I was burnt out almost, I, you know, cause like college was a big, you know, it was a lot of work or whatever, so to speak, you know what I mean? It's like, I just was kind of burnt out on the rejection part of it and, you know, kind of, you know, taking it back, you know, it's like, it's like, I kind of just felt kind of beat. And, um, so while I was back home, I started getting that bug again, you know, and missing it. And I think that's something that's great about it too, is like, you know, we might, you know, go hard, go hard and try to like, you know, book these jobs and not get anything. And then, so we step back a little bit and we're like, you know what, I'm a little burnt out, you know, I'll, I'll take a week off or I'll take, you know, however long. And. But then during that time, it's like we miss it, you know. It's like, it's like we miss that kind of excitement and, and just the, the possibility just to play and to create. And um, and so I missed it, so I shaved up, and I, I said to myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to move to California this time. Right. I was like, I'm going to try L.A. Because worst case scenario, if I fall on my face out there, I just move home and I'm back home because right. New York's an hour and a half away. Um, and then uh, in California, saying like, oh, we film TV film out there in L.A., and that was something that was exciting to me. I was like, oh, there's more money in that. Um, I looked very young. So I was like, I saw all these shows with all these people that are, you know, in their 30s playing high school and stuff. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, man, so I shaved up for about a year. And then I had this great um, this great boss at, my, at, this, at the, the French town inn back home, uh, Colleen. And she would whoop my ass, man. And, uh, and I was like bartending and busting tables and serving. And she, she kind of kicked this work ethic into me that was like, show up to work. Like not, not only show up like to work, like, like just to be there, but you're there to work, like show right. up to work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, that's great. So like, I kind of started putting that into my work ethic. And, um, and, and so during that time when I was back home here in New Jersey, uh, back in like 2012, 2013 ish, um, I, I was kind of working up to that. And every day I would go for a run and I'd be like listening to motivational speeches on YouTube and on, and all these like, you know, um, you know, these, these educational talks and, and lectures and, and they can working out and everything. And I was like, all right, I got to make myself, I got to kind of like, get, another thing about the business is like, nobody really taught me, but it was like, you got to kind of fit certain types when you're trying to get your foot in the door. And right. so for me, it was like a high school job, basically. Mm. So I was kind of like, I play, it's like, no matter how bad I want to be James Bond or Jason Bourne or some shit, you know what I mean? I have to like be yeah. a high school football player or whatever. So I was just working out, trying to stay healthy, and, and I wasn't. I stopped smoking and drinking, um, just because I, I just didn't really necessarily enjoy it, but also because like I was like I have to look as young as possible. Right. So I, I didn't do any of that. Um, I also, you know, I, I was like, all right, I gotta get like, I gotta figure out how to make myself marketable. So I was like, I gotta make sure I'm on point with all my sports stuff. I'll learn some guitar, you know, something that I can put on my resume, something that might help me get cast. Um, firearms training stage combat all those things um and then yeah and then and then like kind of february rolled around the the next year and my boss was basically like look if you don't like book to like fly out of here and get the hell out of here like i'm gonna fire you and part of it was because she was this great you know motivator but also part of it was probably because i was a shit bartender you know (laughs) she's like i need to get somebody fucking new in here anyway so so she so she kicked me out and she gave me a date uh to get out of there by so i booked my flight and I flew out and um, yeah, I, I moved out basically with like two grand, I think, or something saved up. And then I got a credit card that had like another 1500 available or something. Um, and so I, so I hit LA with that. 
And yeah, right when I hit the I hit the ground running, man, I was kind of like I didn't want what happened right after I graduated to happen again. So I so now I had kind of more of an understanding of of the business, um, and that that I needed to take you know control of everything, so to speak. You know, like like we have to be our own manager, our own agent, our own cheerleader, our own therapist, all that stuff. And um, and yeah, man, I just it was kind of hitting the ground running. I, I got into improv classes. Um, I was working out. I was doing taekwondo. I was doing uh, you know, like like anything that I could that would improve basically my uh, my chances. Being more, I was on like thing, casting frontier, actors access, any website. Yeah. All my money went to those things because I realized, and I don't know, if it's, I'm sure it still is like this too. But uh, you know, when you when you start out and you get on these casting websites. I would, I submitted for probably like 20, 50 things almost a day. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. so I was just on my emails constantly and I wasn't hearing anything back. I wasn't even getting a single audition. And then I was like, there's no, I was like, I was like, my headshots are pretty good. Like I thought they were okay. You know, like, I mean, I know my resume is not great, but I was like, at least there's things on there and I'm putting in the notes, you know, I'm like personalizing the notes. Like even I was like kind of even like faking it. Like mm-hmm. I was like varsity football and whatever, blah, 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 all yeah. this shit. And like, I wasn't hearing anything back. And then I realized that, if you're not paying for a premium membership on these, on these sites, half the time you're not even getting seen because, because there's like 500 people that might have this premium membership or have a demo reel up. So they're at the top of the pile that if I'm the casting director, if I'm the director and I'm looking through all these things, I might look down at 500 people of those first ones that they kind of put in that pool. So I was like, you know, and of course that's how they make these, these websites, right? Yeah. But it's for the game, you know, it's like, so, so I did, so I did, I got a premium membership and all those. I made sure to put up, if, if, if it asked for a demo reel that would like kind of make my chances, like being in the top, you know, tier of the, of the profiles that would be seen first, I, I put up a demo reel, I put up extra headshots mm-hmm. and it was all, you know, all my money was going to that. You know, it was like the loneliest year of my life, man. <laughs> like I wasn't going out, I wasn't socializing. Like I only knew a couple people when I first moved out there. It was just very, uh, just grind, grind, grind. And, uh, and then, so, okay. So long story longer like so when i saw a noticeable change was um i was booking some student films after that because then i was finally actually because in my mind i don't think i was even getting seen when i didn't have a premium membership i think i was submitting and it was just never even being looked at um and i booked a couple student films and then uh and then i and then i got like this weird like shady meeting with a manager uh who was casting a feature film but he was he was a director writer director but he was like i'm also starting a management company and i was like oh all right. And he was like, yeah. he's like, we're interested with you. And I was like, Oh, all right. And and I was like, well, you know, I don't have a manager. And, he, and he's like, yeah, so we take like 15%. And, and like, he's like, I also teach acting classes at $500 a month. And I was like, this sounds like shady, man. This is like yeah, a red yeah. flag. And I was like, no, I was like, you know what? I'm not interested. And he was like, well, keep in touch, keep in touch. He was like, he's like, you can come be a reader for me, for my other students. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. Anything. My, my other thing too, when I first moved to LA, when I was starting out, was like, I want to load up my plate. You know, and I and then I want to be able to like take things off to when I want to add things on. I don't want to wait and be like, oh, I'm gonna hold off on this because of the possibility of of something else coming in. Right. Like whenever somebody was like, hey, I need a reader for a self tape, I was like, I- I'll do it. Let me help you out. Whenever somebody was like, hey, we're doing a a play reading at my house next week. Like, you know, do you want to do it? I was like, let's do it. You know, fuck mm-hmm. it. Uh, whenever like you know like this guy who's his manager was like, hey, I could use a reader for my client. I was like, fuck yeah. Like anything to improve, anything to kind of improve and to grow any acting class that people recommended whenever i had the money i was taking them just to like eight people and improve my craft as i went along um and then uh so i, I was this guy's like reader for his clients and after a while after a couple of times he was like all right you know you don't need to take classes with me but i recommend you keep taking them with another teacher and i was like that sounds more legit than me paying this fucking manager 500 dollars a month yeah um and he was like we're still interested in repping you and I was like, all right, well, 15% sounds really high, but 15% of nothing is still nothing. So I was like, at least if he gets me auditions, then it's worth it. Right. Um, and sure enough, you know, the first couple auditions were for like tattoo nightmares and like these, these recreation shows, like yeah. killer kids, like crime recreation. I did and I was one. like, I, I was like, I, I did one. I me did, too. I did, uh, yeah. I did a thousand, I was on a thousand ways to die. <laughs> thousand ways to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on that show. That was the exactly. first thing I ever booked. Yeah, man. And it's, it's like, so it's funny. just part of it. Dude. It's just yeah. part of it. You know, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, showing up. Um, you know, my dad has this like saying that he told me back in the day, he was like, you can't be a cowboy unless you hang around the barn. And so, yeah. so like part of it's just being in the city. 
doing just work, you know, get a student film on recreation show, do whatever, you know what I mean? Just kind of get your feet wet, you know, and just kind of start doing stuff. And, um, but then sure enough, then they started getting me like legitimate auditions and, um, and he got me an audition for, uh, McFarland USA, which was a Disney movie. And it was just a small part right in the beginning, but it was like, again, it was a high school football player. Um, so basically I felt like I had been training my whole year prior to that role, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I just went in and, and so, you know, we were talking about type before very business, I guess we were talking about. It. And, uh, the role was said like six foot four, uh, blonde hair, um, you know, whatever, like meat and just this huge corn fed dude. And I, and I was, you know, I'm like six one, like one sixty five or whatever. And like, you know, not really those things, but kind of. It was more the essence of the character, you know, like we were talking about maybe somebody shows up and just gives them something that they're like, this is, this is it. We want that. Right. Um, and so I showed up and there's all these dudes who look like Thor and, and like, you know, one of the Hemsworth brothers. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I just, you know, I guess I'm just going to try right. and just do whatever. And, um, and I actually ended up booking that. And then, uh, so that was when my career changed because then I had a legitimate credit, so to speak, legitimate, like it was a, it was a studio feature. I had to act with like Kevin Costner for a quick scene and the oh, dude nice. who's like the voice of Phineas and Ferb or something like that. This guy, yeah. Vincent uh, Martella or something. And uh, and yeah, man, and it was great. And it was Nikki Caro was the director. And so after that, then I got a meeting with an agency, the Osbrink agency. And so then that kind of was like, it's very non-linear. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. as you know, like, like we were just talking about, you might go like 10 months without something and then you get something and it's yeah. like a guest star. And then it's like, boom, it's like, ah, oh, great. So that was kind of how this felt, man. My whole first year when I was in LA from like February to November, I didn't get, I didn't have anything necessarily on paper, mm-hmm. but I, but, but every day from February to November, I was working my butt off, whether yeah. it was in a student film or whether it was going to the gym at eight in the morning or whether it was going to a Taekwondo or improv class or, you know, doing like a, a, a tiny black box theater show, you know, I was doing doing a bunch of stuff so it wasn't necessarily like legitimate by the industry standards however i put all that work in that first year and then finally the one thing like this little two line three line thing in a movie i got and that kind of opened it up to uh, another like a little snowball action with an agency and then they were getting me more auditions and then it became a numbers game you know what i mean it was kind of like you know if i get five auditions i have a higher chance of maybe booking one of those right. if i only get one audition is yeah, that, none, you know, yeah. it's like, chances are I'm probably not going to get it. So yeah, so then I got more auditions, and then I booked a couple things. It was like you know a co-star here, a guest star there, um, all these things. And I did like uh, I remember one of the like first things I got myself was like a background gig on Modern Family, and it was <laughs> nice. like I was like this is awesome. I was like I don't care if it's background. Like I was like I just would love to be on Modern, like to be on the set of Modern Family, and um, and they were looking for a Scottish uh, like a Scottish Chippendales dancer basically, called <laughs> okay. in a group called Guilty Pleasures. I don't think I and saw I like, this. Yeah, it's a Las Vegas episode. It's like they all go to Las Vegas, and oh, okay. there was something in the notes of this audition on LA Casting that you know you you might make you might be able to make extra money with a winky face. And I was thinking we were going to be like stripping, and the and the cast was going to be like putting dollars in our in our kilts or something. But what ended up happening is they had a choreographer there, Mandy Moore, who went on to choreograph like La La Land and all these things. Zoe's extraordinary play, like she's huge. Yeah. Um, and this is like you know years prior, but uh. But so, so she had this choreographer and then these like lifetime background people, I like to call them like that were with me, that were in this group. They like knew the ins and outs, all the union guidelines and shit. They were like, Oh, we're over on time. I was, I was one of those guys in in Vancouver. I, I as a kid, (laughs) like when I was like 17, I got into background work or whatever. And I worked all the time. Like I worked, I worked five days a week. I was on, I was on the pilot of Smallville and then I worked, I worked Smallville for like, I couple of years i was on that show like, like as, as a background worker. A day, right isn't it like 300 bucks a day or like yeah you become union you, you you get paid a lot and then after eight yeah, hours yeah. it's time and a half after 12 hours yeah. it's double time i mean it's crazy yeah yeah man. yeah and so they said so a couple of these guys were like they knew everything they're like oh we're going over boys and i was just kind of like okay yeah <laughs> what i don't know what that means but and then not only that they were like dude they're like there's a choreographer here and then they're like they're like this means we're going to be a dancer race like they're, they're going to have to give us a new contract. So they basically like argued to get a new contract. So we all got signed on as dancers, like special <laughs> rates. So we went up from like 150 for eight to like $2,300, you know what I mean? For just Holy a day, cow. you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it was. And not only that, we were on the credits and shit. And like, I still get residuals to this day, even though it's like 35 bucks or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. still getting it. So it's like, it's, it was amazing. It was like, it was very lucky, man. But, um, 
And I, I, I mean, I don't know. And I've had a lot of that in my life, like these little like fun, lucky opportunities. And, and I don't know, man, those things are kind of like, it's hard to explain when those things happen mm-hmm. other than like, you know, cause I know a lot of people that just work their butt off and maybe don't get certain opportunities. Um, but, but I also, I see it with other people too. And, and I think part of it is just, if you're kind you and you work hard and you show up and you just kind of are encouraging and support, like just, I don't know, karma, man. Like I really, I, I stopped believing in coincidences like a long time ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I, just, I, I totally like, agree with like, you. I think, I think yeah. if you're a good person, you work hard and you do the right things and what you're supposed to do. And especially if, yeah. as an actor, if you stay ready, if you're constantly training, if you're ready, if you're doing everything you need to do at one, at some point, you know, the, the, the stars will align. That's how I, used to, yeah. I, I like to say that, uh, in order to book a big part, I feel like all the stars have to be aligned for you. It's yeah. hard to book a part through an audition. Like you literally have to go, you ha- you have to go in, they have to like you. You yeah. have to be all of the, all of the visual, like you have to look the part. Like uh, yeah. I just uh, recently, one of the tapes that I did that I said, I thought it was amazing casting said we loved his tape we loved him but we just casted the daughter and there's no resemblance between them that happens all the time dude yeah and i'm just like so all of these things have to be yeah. so you have to look the part you know, almost to a t you have to have to go in and like you you have to have a good energy when you go into the room and then you have to nail the audition and maybe even not just nail the audition but do something that makes you stick out than everybody else yeah and to be exactly. under all that kind of pressure in a room it's hard you know what i mean it's hard it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of practice and it also takes a lot of uh experience and professionalism to go in there and just be calm and then just go do your thing and then forget about it after i always tell people i i never take my own advice like i i have all the answers i like to think when it comes to acting stuff but i never take my own advice my friend will call me like oh that audition blew or whatever blah blah i'm like oh man you got to forget about these auditions dude after you do them it's done you got to go on meanwhile I will kill myself for like a week after an audition. So I, I never take my own yeah. advice. Yeah. You're like, well, this is it. This is the night. This is the one. You're like, you're sitting in traffic, you're sitting on the subway. You're like, yep, yeah, I'm going to end it tonight. So out of your, so you, you've been on three really big shows and you are on one is, um, wait, is 13, 13, uh, uh, 13 reasons why is that still on? No, this is the last season. They just finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just ended the series uh, this past season that just came out. Oh, so it just done. ended. Okay. But the, so you did that and then you did Transparent, which was, which was a huge show. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude, that was one of the just the most amazing sets. You know, like uh, I got spoiled early because that was somewhat early, so to speak. Like I was, you know, one of the first things I worked on. And that set like no other. Man, there's like I've never seen a set so connected on every level, like from the PAs and, and to, like the people at the office all the way up to the directors and the producers, like every, there's just so much love and just kindness and just cohesiveness, man. It just, it's smooth. It's and like, and like, there's no, you know, we we're just talking about time. Mm-hmm. Time is different on that set, man. Like, 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 like we show up and, and, and Jill with well, Joey now uh, has like this, this thing where uh, anyone can, can, can like, like at the start of every Hey, it's a big meeting with every single department there. Like the first thing that's told is this is a safe place. Don't worry about it. You're not going to lose your job, you know, work hard, but obviously like, like, you know, don't get hurt. Don't, don't sacrifice certain things. Don't worry about time. Okay. We have all the time in the world. Don't worry about messing up for everybody and on any part of the crew. And then they're like, if anybody has anything they want to get off the chest or say right now, you know, this is, this is your opportunity. Like, so like we have this big circle basically and someone can get up in front of everybody and be like, Hey, you know, I just want to say, like, I'm super excited for today and I'm thankful to be here. It can be something like that. Or somebody might get up and be like, hey, everybody, like, uh, I got some bad news. Like, yesterday my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia. You know what I mean? Like, anything. And it just creates this space where everyone is so connected at, like, like from their heart where where we're all just, like, supporting each other and and everyone's just, like, there for each other for the greater good. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it takes the ego out of it and it's amazing. And so... I, that was one of my first, you know, sets to be on. And so after that, I was like, like, like I love this career. Like, it's amazing. And every set's like that, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's like, um, unfortunately, that kind of spoiled me because then it's like, you know, I've, you know, not that I've been on nightmare sets, but yeah. there's been a couple of times where I was just like, oh, 
this is terrible. This isn't fun. This is bullshit, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, Transparent was awesome, man. And that was, uh, that was, okay. That was another time when my career kind of changed a bit for sure. Um, yeah. Cause that, that opened up and, and like, it was very critically acclaimed. And even though I had a small part on it, it was just to be able to like, to ride on the coattails with everybody, like, and just kind of be around those people. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question. So when, when something like that happens, what does the change in your career kind of look like? Like, yeah. does, does the phone start ringing more? Does your agent start getting more? Like, I, I always wondered, like, is it kind of like a, or, or is it something like, okay, you're on a part now, your agent has to, or your, your, your team has to go out there and work harder now, or, 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 you know, just take what you've done and approach other things, or how does that work? Is it, uh, does it just happen on its own, or is, is, is it like a, yeah. a teamwork yeah, sort of thing? It's a little bit of all that. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. So one thing that happens as far as the phone ringing, it's like so if it's a critically acclaimed show or, or like a, or somebody spots you in something, um, and it doesn't even have to be a show. It can be a play, any of this stuff. You know, these casting directors they go to plays, they see this stuff. Um, I've had friends who like they like they did a play and like a casting director saw them and then like would bring them like like just would bring them in from parts. You know what I mean? It's like their agent wasn't even submitting them necessarily. Um, that but they're but they all of a sudden their phone starts ringing. You know, being like, hey, we'd love to see this person, so and so. Um, so for me, it was kind of like the one thing that was noticeable to change was I, I, I got a couple of general meetings with a cat, with like casting directors that, that were, that were the ones that initiated the, the thing. They were fans of the show God. and they were like, yeah, we just want we would love to sit down and talk to them. And, uh, and part of me was like, it, it's funny that I had this one meeting with this awesome casting director, uh, like I think David Rubin or David Rudin, I forgot, I, forget, I think it's Rubin because there's Scott Rudin in New York, but yeah. David Rubin. And he brought me in for a general friend and I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. But, but, but then we just talked about transparent really. And, and I think he just was such a fan of the show. He wanted to know where it was going and he wanted to know like different things about the arts <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So then afterwards I left and I was like, I was like, I don't know if he's interested in casting me. And I think he just literally wanted to talk about what it's like, you know, working with a couple of those people and like what they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some, and who knows, maybe sometimes that's like them wanting to know what this person's like to work with, right. which is another right. reason why to be kind to people and to work hard because, you're leaving an impression on every single day, every single time you're talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if, and if you're a dick, like nowadays, especially mm-hmm. like with the, with how everything is like, it's like, there's no, there's no time for that shit. You know, people are sick of it. You know, yeah. nobody wants to work with people that, that are assholes or that, that are divas, you know, it's, it's yeah. really, yeah, it's getting to that point. I had a, so so I that's had, one thing. I had a rough experience on one of the last things I did, but I don't know if I should talk about it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> why, why not? Uh, man? I, I mean, it's, I, well, it was, it's, I think what happened was it was like an. I think it was kind of like a misunderstanding. Really, what happened was um, Um, I I got a part on. um, So I booked a part on Law and Order SVU, and so I show up and my scene is with uh, Mariska Hargitay and Ice T, and so anyway, I'm 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 in my room and whatever, just just prepping, doing you know whatever. I'm I'm just going over going over lines, whatever. And somebody comes and gets me and says, "Okay, uh, come on set. We're just gonna do a a read through, and then uh, and then you know, and then uh, we'll call you when we're ready." So I'm like, "Cool." So I go on the set, and everybody's there. The whole cast, everybody that's in the episode is there. I was the only day player that day. Uh, There was nobody else. Uh, It was just a whole main set, main uh, main uh, cast, and then just me. So I get yeah. there, I say hi to everybody, but Marishka hadn't come onto the set yet. So she shows up uh, like a little bit uh, after that we, uh, we were sitting, uh, standing there for a couple of minutes and then she comes and she introduces herself. She was very nice. She says, hi, I'm Marishka. And then I, I, I'm very timid like around people that I don't know very well, you know, and I'm just like on this big set and whatever, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's such a huge show That's in New York. Show. And so um, when yeah. she says, hi, Marishka, I say, hi, Mershad. And I put out my hand. Now, I said it a little lightly. Now, I think, because she, she made a face afterwards. She was just like, okay. And I was like, what was that? Why did she do that? And then and I realized that she thought, I, I think she thought that I just said her name back to her. And I, she said, hi, Marishka, because our names can kind of sound right. similar. So she yeah, said, yeah, hi, yeah. hi, Marishka. And I think she, she thought I said, hi, Marishka, back and, sh- and didn't give yeah. her my name. Because uh, okay. she because she went like this after and was like okay and then I was like for a second I was like a little I was like what happened what did I do did something happen I don't know what right. I did but I, I now that I'm thinking about it, I think that might because I was I was a little quiet when I said my name 
sure, sure. Anyway, There's so a miscommunication, yeah, that, a commonness like a human thing. Oh, that's yeah. that's just the beginning of it. So <laughs> later, <laughs> so later in the scene, I'm we're doing the scene, and then um, so my scene starts off with Ice T, and then he goes and gets Marishka, and she comes in, and we have a little thing. I, I played this cab driver that was one of the last people to see this woman or whatever. Classic. So yeah, exactly. So so we're doing we're doing the scene, and then um, we do a few we do a few takes. The director comes and says, "Mershad, listen, um, look, let her have it a bit. You know, you 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 you've missed work. You just you're missing work work for this. You just told Ice everything that happened. Now you got to repeat everything to her. So let her have it." I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna let her have it. You know what I mean?" I was like, "I'm gonna do what the director wants me to do." So she comes in, and I fucking let her have it. You know, and when I did, she dropped her line. And she wasn't happy about it. She was embarrassed. I, I don't know, maybe embarrassed. I don't know what it was, but she she was a little taken aback, and she kind of dropped her line, and she she wasn't happy about it. So that that happened to there, and then the director comes to me like a, after a couple of takes or whatever. I think she maybe went and said something to him or whatever, and he comes. He's like, "Look, I want you to give it to her, but she's still a cop, so you you know you you know you can't really go that far, or whatever." So I I pulled it back a bit, and it was fine, I think. And then anyway, later in the so that was the second thing that happened that day. <laughs> later in the day, we're doing pickups from another from another angle or whatever. We had broken for lunch, I think it was after, and so I come back on set. She's not on set yet. They come to me and they say, we're going to start on your line. I say, cool. Marishka comes on set after they tell me that. So I don't know if she knew that we were starting on my line. Maybe she, uh, maybe, maybe somebody told her that we were, start, we were starting on hers. I don't know. But they had to, every, three different people told me we were starting on my line. So I was like, cool. They yell, action. We both talk at the same time. And now, yeah, she, yeah, now yeah. she's just fed up, right? She's like, this guy. <laughs> now, now she's like, I thought we were starting on my line. We said we were starting on my line. And she was like mad. Now, at this point, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking nervous. And I'm just like, oh, great. I'm fucking yeah. up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm messing this whole thing up. The star yeah. of the show is pissed off. And she was mad. And so then we were, gonna, we were going again, like really quick. And I didn't hear them yell cut. I thought we were still rolling. And so me and her are standing there, and then we're going to start on my line now. And, yeah. and I say my line, and then she goes like this. She's like, you might want to wait till they say rolling. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, dude. People, dude, it just, it's like that's such, it's such a bizarre uh, environment, you know what I mean? Because it's like there's so much and then ego. I, and then I got, I, got, I got cut out of the episode. No. Yeah, I was cut out of the episode. Oh, yeah. man. I, she, I, like, I, first, I, like, I, I was like, I was like, I don't. I don't know if no. it had. I don't know if it had anything to do with her. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. They they call, They told my agent it had nothing. To, they said that the episode ran long or something. That's what they told my agent. That's, that's the other thing. It's a perfect thing to talk about too, man. Yeah. Like, dude, the amount of times of like I've been cut out of stuff. Like I, I've been cut out of probably like four or five things. And speaking of the, the Modern Family thing before, another lesson I learned was like I told everybody. I was like on Facebook. I was on whatever. I, I told like, everybody dude, about Law and Order. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, tune in, you know, you get to see, you know, somebody, you know, like my, like a familiar face, whatever, blah, 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 because I was so proud. Yeah. Hard work, and I was like, I got to be on this, and now my friends can see it, and uh, and I told everybody, and then, like, my friends would hit me up after, and they're like, are you sure it's this week? Like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. It was like, this show is going to show, and I was just like, oh, no, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck, so then I, I, like, I looked it up, and, like, I, I realized, like, you can see, like, the quarter of my head from one of the shots in the scene, and it's like, so yeah, so uh, they so told much. me they, they told my agent a, a week before uh, a week before the episode aired, but it was oh, I, but, but I had already told everybody, like I, I already told uh, so many people. Uh, yeah, that was that's embarrassing. It. Yeah, it was it was pretty yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, dude, but that's yeah. part of it, man. Like the editing room is real, man. Like that thing is, uh, it's unforgiving and it's, and it's and it's merciless, and it's like, um, yeah, it's just it's it's. Uh, it doesn't discriminate, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like you can crush it. You probably did a great job. You know what I mean? Like you probably did a great job, and and like and like uh, and then it just didn't make it in. You know, people can give these great little performances or big performances, and like half the time it just makes the final cut. Yeah, but I just I just thought it was so crazy how like such a small thing from like the beginning of the day and then just terrible circumstance, terrible circumstance, terrible circumstance all throughout the day. But I was like, ah, it happens, you know. That's yeah. that's, that's another part of it. The human part of it. Yeah. I mean people people are having a rough day. That's why I try to give people the benefit of the doubt also because 
I've even been annoyed and shit, you know what I mean? Like, and I consider myself, I try to be polite. I try to be pretty even, mm-hmm. even killed and everything, but yeah, man, like people are people like, like people, you never know what's going on in their personal. Life. I remember I did a, an episode of, um, of criminal minds and one of the lead people on that in the scene that I was in was like kind of freaking out and just not, not being very sociable and like, not really, which is like, all right, like, you know, like it's not like I'm entitled to that, to them to come talk to me after every scene or after every take, but, but it was just, they were kind of just cold and on their phone and kind of like, like angry. And then I found out afterwards that like she had gotten hacked. Like, you know what I mean? So the whole time she's shooting, the whole time we're shooting in between takes, she's like calling all of her friends and, members being like I, my phone's been hacked this stuff is jeopardized like whether it's bank accounts or whether it's personal information any of that stuff you know what i mean and i was like and i was like oh my god this whole time i just thought that that person was like kind of a dick but right. no they're like going through this terrible thing in their personal life but yeah. you never know what anybody's going through man and like yeah. you know, people we're, everyone's, everyone's human so all of the shows that you've been a part of are pretty like they have like a political message um yeah yeah. There was, uh, and, and it's so funny because they're all very relevant with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, did it make you open your eyes? I mean, out of the the bullying stuff with the on the um, sorry, what was the name of the show again? Uh, Thirteen reasons. Thirteen reasons. Yeah. Um, trans, uh, you know, the trans, uh, uh, trans topic on 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 transparent and everything, and then also, and then. If things don't change, we might have to start our own society. Jesus. I mean, how does it? Um, as, as an actor, you obviously you 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 work on these characters. You um, you embody yourself with them. You go through all of this the, the things that uh, you know. You endow yourself with all the circumstances that that everything is going through. I mean, uh, it's funny because you know art imitates life and, and all that kind of stuff. Hundred percent. I don't know how, yeah. how does it make you feel about all that kind of stuff. You know, we're seeing a lot of the trans stuff pop up uh, uh, even now with the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter with the trans stuff is is is, a, is you know they're kind of joining forces at the same time, and then um, even with the bullying stuff, like even online um, and um, suicides. Um, I don't know. I just I want to know what your take on it was. You know, having uh, being part of shows that um, are kind of. Yeah politically driven and being in the climate that we are right now yeah well dude like so you know going back to what we were talking about before like coincidences and and you know not like it's kind of like ah it seems like a little bit of an excuse you know what i mean it's like it's like there's usually like i don't know like art imitates life like everything's connected Mm -hmm. i feel like you know yeah like i feel like every single thing is connected by it's like, you know, people say like, keep, try to keep a positive attitude or because we're like, or, or like, you know, or be optimistic because it's like, chances are, you know, like what's that one great quote? It's like uh, the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both usually right. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, what do you like? Is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? Yeah. It's like the same shit. You know what I mean? What's yeah. the, like uh, my mom would always say like uh, six of one and a half dozen of the other, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's like, so, so you can look at it either way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had, I had a great teacher too. This guy, Jamie Walrap, who had, uh, you know, he, he would, he would, he would say like fear is the same response in the body as excitement. Mm. Same exact like physical response, fear and excitement. But one is like positive and exciting. And one is like scary and like nervous, but they're mm-hmm. the same, like jittery, like, Oh, you know? So it's like, so it's just like, how do you want to perceive it? Cause it's all our perception. We're all in this together. You know, this right. is all a shared experience, but we're all having our unique experience. So, so speaking about these shows and what's funny is like when I was in college, when I became a theater major, I, I actually, I, I ended up going down this really dark, like conspiracy theory hole, man. I was like, got into all the nine 11 stuff, all that, that zeitgeist movie and all these things. And not to say that there wasn't some crazy shit happening, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. to say like, dude, there was a lot of messed up shit happening, you know, with like the Iraq war and all these things and like all these things that were covered up that in the age of information that started coming out a lot sooner than it has in the past. You know, usually in the past, it was like 10 years after, you know, say Nixon or Reagan or something that it would come out and people would be like, oh, that's fucked up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But now it was kind of like a year or two after or like, you know, a few years after. And now it's like a daily thing. Right. It's like shit happens, you know, like Trump does something corrupt and it's like, we know like within an hour and we're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like what's going on? You know, like, like this is bullshit. You know what I mean? So anyway, when I was in college, I was like, I got really into these conspiracy theories and, um, you know, not crazy down the line of like, and again, I mean, who the fuck do I know? But like, you know, like the Liz 
censored people. Like that, the politicians, like all these, like guys. Not to get all into that, I, I never, I never like fully dove into that. But a lot of the really corrupt, corrupt political stuff. And so I was like, man, what's the best way um, to 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 affect change? And I do believe that it all starts with within. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like be the change you want to be. You know, Gandhi. It's like start within, right? But then my other thing was like celebrity culture is so huge in America and on a, and on a global thing as well. But like, but in America and like. So if I can have a platform or a voice, you know, if I can like express myself and just my personal thoughts and, and just try to put that out there, like that, like I would like, like I, that's, that's a huge pro for me of, of part of this business. And it's funny because then these shows I've worked on, like you said, like a lot of them have political themes or they have like these themes where, you know, that's, it's like, um, these issues or, or these, you know, these things with our society. And like, and I, and, and, I, and I, I think that part of it is, um, you know, just because people are creating this content and there's more and more out of there. But also I think I wanted, you know what I mean? Like that's what I wanted to do when I was, you know, like younger, when I was like getting into this, I was like, I want to, I want to like have this platform. I want to, I want to, I want to do work that feels substantial, that feels relevant, that, that like changes somebody's life, you know, right. uh, that inspires somebody or, or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, I, I've been fortunate and I've been able to work on these shows, but I do really like, I don't chalk it up to coincidence. A lot of times I do chalk it up to this kind of the universe. energetical, like whatever we're putting out, we're kind of in a way getting back to an extent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I always like, I always thought of like this, like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, I want I want a red ball. I want a red ball. I want a red ball. Like I would love to have a red ball. And then like all of a sudden, like I'm walking down the street and I see like a blue uh, triangle. And I'm and I, and like I could just be like oh yeah no that's not a red ball I really want a red ball I really want a red ball but no instead I'm like oh well it's not red and it's not a ball but it is a color and it is a shape like I'm gonna check this out and then like you know going towards that right. and then all, all of a sudden like it just things open up and these things come and I have a, like really weird metaphorical thing to talk about but you know yeah, what I mean like yeah, yeah. it's like life is always always presenting opportunities to us life is like where there's always these things happening going on it's just being open to to maybe maybe it's not exactly what I wanted to perceive but maybe there's something there and you know just being open to it and then these opportunities come into our lives and it's like so fulfilling yeah. at least in my experience I'm like I'm like wow like I got to work on a show that like I was literally like I like this is something I want to get involved in this is something that I am adamant about yeah, no, I it's, get to work it's good with, when yeah. it's good when your art kind of your art and you know your personal morals and ethics can kind of can kind of come together. Uh, it even makes everything more fulfilling. It seems like totally, man. Yeah. And it, and it, and again, it, it intertwines. It makes it to the point where it's like it's not work. You know what I mean? It's it's right. like it's like it's like I'm getting paid. Yeah. to like to live my life yeah, you know yeah. and it's amazing well i appreciate yeah. you uh, giving us so much of your time thank you so much i really had a great time and hopefully you come back talk to us soon when you do some more stuff we'll talk cool. soon